newest ACC member, the Cal Golden Bears, brought their boys down the Denton to take on the Mean Green of North Texas. On a sweltering hot day in North Texas, the Bears tried to beat the heat along with the Mean Green. Cal converted their first foray with the football into the end zone, but the Mean Green galloped right down the green turf to tie the tilt at seven apiece. Cal cashed in on an ill-time interception and took it for a touchdown on the next drive to take a 14-7 lead. The Mean Green gathered themselves and gallivanted down to the end zone to tie the tango at 14-14. The Bears' defense started to bear down on the Mean Green and forced a punt. Cal crossed the confines in seven plays to take a 21-14 lead after an Isaiah Infance converted a fourth and two then found the end zone after a breathtaking, bruising, battering run by bouncing off all the Mean Green bodies and bullying his way over the border of the end zone. On the next possession, the Bears bursted through the Mean Green's gritters for a scintillating 66-yard scamper for a 27-14 lead. The Mean Green mustered up and muscled up defensively, forcing a fumble, then found the end zone to decrease the deficit to 27-21. The Bears then went on a back-breaking drive before the half, silencing the Mean Green supporters with seven seconds left in the first half to take a 33-21 lead into the locker room. In the second half, the Mean Green couldn't contain Cal as they continued to carve huge holes in the Mean Green defense for the rest of the contest. The Bears decimated the defense in Denton and racked up 357 yards rushing, but balanced it out with 312 yards passing. The cantankerous Cal defense contained any challenge for the remainder of the conflict. Cal, 58, North Texas, 21. Welcome, everyone, to the Sigos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the evening of September 3rd, 2023. I thought week zero was going to get me ready for week one. I was wrong. Because <laughs> as soon as Saturday hit, the fire hose of everything just felt so overwhelming. It was beautiful. I loved it. I really enjoyed the DM that we got from our favorite Icelandic soccer team that was like, hey, love you guys. Faroese, Faroese Island. We're, yes, Faroese Island uh, soccer team uh, that was like, hey, love you guys. Gonna mute you. And how do you tweet this? We back? are a committee. There's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Not, all, not all of us can be there all the time, but some of us can be there most of the time. I love people like that who get into our sphere, who don't really get college football. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh, there's a lot of this. Yep. Oh, look, you found our favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the funny thing is that we all have these like obsessions about various other things, me and Corfball, y'all and everything else. And then like, oh, no, they don't mm-hmm. really, they, they like those other things, but they really like this thing. Mm-hmm. This is the thing we all like. As always, I'm Jordan with me tonight. We've got the usual crew of Kamish, Beth, Pit Girl, and Arthur listening in. Kamish, how was week one? It, it was a great week one, I, personally. It was, you know, marred by a visit from my in-laws. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just, it was, uh, I was like, okay, my in-laws are coming in, and this is week one, and here comes the fire hose. 
of college football coming through. How do I watch as much college football, tweet as much as possible, and not get them mad at me? Yep. At this, at the same time, trying to balance two kids, and then like sister in law was here, you know, preparing for my next YMCA soccer coach season coming up in in a couple of weeks. Uh, we are no longer Team Turbo. Uh, we are Whoa. we are the Dolphins. So that's it. <laughs> we are the Dolphins. Uh, definitely Dolphins here. Um, forward the uh, you know we can repurpose that 1970s song Miami Dolphins Miami Dolphins number one mm-hmm. uh, and definitely change that to uh, you know the YMCA Dolphins mm-hmm. YMCA Dolphins number one so yeah that was my weekend um, a lot of fun I guess I don't know I made some ribs today that was nice nice so yeah delicious Ooh. so that, that worked out it was hot of course but yeah it worked uh, Beth, we will get to your main, the main part of your weekend later on <laughs> and get a live report from Happy Valley. But otherwise, how was your weekend? Um, I came, I am, I am sunburned. I am tired. I have imbibed several days of football. So it is a standard week one, I would say. Yeah, girl. I'm good. I missed a decent chunk of yesterday because I was hanging out with friends in meat space who do not enjoy football. But it was a good time to hang out with them. And I also got to hang out with one friend's cat, who is delightful. Shout out to MoMA. Very cute. Very soft. Very fluffy. Would recommend. Uh, Also saw some high school friends who I haven't seen in quite a while today, uh, which was very nice. So I'm good. And Pit won. Do we know if the cat likes football? I would be surprised if MoMA liked football. She is a California cat, but you never know. She might be a USC fan. I didn't ask her. So let's start breaking this thing down because we have plenty to talk about. Rewind your brains to Thursday. Oh God, who remembers? Hey, say say the line, Pit Girl. Linear time was a mistake. And on Thursday... We had sort of our amuse our amuse boucher. Amuse boucher. Which is the weirdest of all of the Adam Sandler sequels, I think, but <laughs> we had Nebraska, Minnesota, the broken chair game. We filed our bits of broken chair game. This Nebraska team might actually be cursed deep. <laughs> Kamish, what are we gonna do about this? Okay, so Nebraska was 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 doing good. It was it was kind of a, a, a little bit of an ugly, you know, Big Ten West game, which we, we kind of expected that. They're yeah. trying to break in a new offense, new coach, new quarterback, whole bunch of new at Nebraska, and then then Fox puts up like the graphic curse on Nebraska. Like Fox throws this graphic up. And Nebraska's leading this game. And they're like, can they can they do it? And then they throw the graphic up. It says, you know, in the past five seasons, 25 one-score losses, uh, 16 second-half blown leads, both most in FBS in the past five years. Um, seems to be foreshadowing for what occurred for Nebraska. And after that graphic, Nebraska had two turnovers. Like, they immediately fumbled. Like right after that graphic came up, uh, Minnesota drives down and amazing catch, amazing catch. 
this weird toe tap Minnesota touchdown where it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. I mean, again, Minnesota, that needs to be like a logo on a shirt yep. next week. Like whatever he did, it, it kind of looked like the jump man, Jordan, but I, I want the trail of that stuff that comes up from the turf on this shirt mm. with his toe drag. I, I want that. And I want the shirt to be, uh, you know, gold. And then I want him to be in maroon. Cause that's what color Jersey you were wearing. in. Mm-hmm. uh, then Nebraska, okay, fine, tied, 10-10. Okay, Nebraska's got a shot. They're driving down. They get into Minnesota territory. I'm like, okay. Uh, then uh, pressure in the quarterback's face. Safety reads it, picks it off. Miami, I'm sorry, not Miami, Minnesota uh, goes down, and 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 they kick, was it 47-yarder with time expired? Yeah. I mean, like straight yeah. down the pipe. Like just perfect. Couldn't have been, right couldn't have been any cleaner. Could not have been, I mean, just an amazing kick, left-footed kicker, too. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, Nebraska loses another one-score game. We're not here to, like, you know, like, haha, Nebraska lost, nothing like that. No, it's it, it's time to figure out how we stop this, Nebraska. Uh, we, we need to figure out, you know, what to do here. Uh, me growing up, tortured Saints fan. We didn't win a playoff game until the year 2000. And the Saints were a, a team that was created in 1967. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took us a few years to make the playoffs. I think we didn't make the playoffs until 1986. Uh, uh, maybe, yeah, 86 feels right. So, yeah, um, didn't win a playoff game at all. We, we, you know, had so many opportunities to do it in, in, from 86 to, to like 2000. The Saints called a voodoo priestess to come exercise the demons from the Superdome before the playoff game. And they were playing the defending champions, the the St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf in this game. So the Saints get out to like a huge lead. It's 34, I'm sorry, 31-14. And there's like five minutes left in the game. Uh, and then you're like, oh, they, and then the Saints are celebrating. We finally won the game. And then bam, bam, Rams. Two touchdowns, two touchdowns. I'm like, oh, God. Cursed. It's, it's 31-28. Cursed Saints fan existence. No way. Um, the Saints go three and out and have to punt it back to the Rams. And you're like, oh, God. There's like a minute left. They're going to lose this. They're going to blow it. They're going to blow the 17-point lead. There's The Saints will never win a playoff game. Uh, but uh, uh, Oz Hakeem fumbles the ball. Uh, and, and Penn State legend Brian Milne recovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn State Saints legend recovers the ball and the Saints finally win their first playoff game. So Nebraska, I don't know if there's like a voodoo corn priestess or something like that. I mean, or a burnt offering something. Cause I mean, can rice can, guys can like corn leaves or like, you know, the outside of the corn, the, the shuck area, the razor <laughs> sharp pot. We learned the razor sharp. Pot. Can, can we, can we like, Burn this like sage and just like over the, you know, maybe the volleyball team, they're good vibes. will 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 come to the stadium now, uh, you know, because they, they hit that record, which was awesome. Uh, but there's got to be something there or it's maybe you have to beat the team that first started this streak. And who was that, Kamish? And that was Colorado. And who did they play next week? 
And guess what? They play Colorado next week. Mm. We'll talk. Uh-oh. We'll talk about this Colorado team in a minute. We'll I'm talk about some, them. In a I'm going to eat some crow in a bit. I think a lot of I, us are. I, oh yeah. I, I, again, I, I didn't want to say anything about Colorado. Uh, I know. I, I did. I, just, I know. You go ahead. You say stuff about Colorado. Or uh, there's another theory that since their first game with Akron got, you know, lightning and rained out, mm-hmm. they need to play Akron to set their their path back on course, but they don't play Akron until 2025 oh, well. to make up that 2018 game. So I'm hoping they can get this curse done with because I, I, I feel like I am a tortured Nebraska fan now. I really do. I really do. Just doing this committee stuff. We pay attention to Nebraska a lot, but like there just comes to be a point, like make it stop. Come on, please save, save the Cornhuskers fans, you know? I, I feel bad for Nebraska fans, but it is still a little bit funny to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a combination of the two. Let's go same night, Thursday night. Let's travel west like Florida did. Final score is Utah 24, Florida 11. This game was never even in question. Nope. Utah absolutely held a handful of rocks in their face and punched Florida until they stopped. Like we said, they would. And it was mm-hmm. kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a stop hitting yourself kind of football game. I I can't imagine. Graham Mertz played pretty well, like acquitted himself fine. 31 for 44, 333 yards, one TD, one interception. But he took five sacks. He took five sacks. <laughs> he is that's, not going to have a good time in SEC play. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-mm. Because... I, no one on that Florida team is going to have a good time in SEC play because the the eleven really doesn't sell it. Twenty four eleven sounds like it's in the ballpark. That eleven, that TD was scored in the fourth quarter in garbage time, and so it was really twenty four to three for a long time. And they played Utah's game, and Utah just held them down and just wailed on them like we thought they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Florida's going to have what why did we why did oh. we fire Dan Mullen again? Uh lack of recruiting, I believe. Okay. That's okay. what the reasoning was. That's the, okay. Okay. That, that's So, so Billy so Billy Napier is going to fix it all. This is just hey, I'm yes. I'm I, I am happy that Billy Napier went to Florida because he was given Oh, I know. Um, I know why you're fucking I, happy. You're I I just wanted him gone from the Raging Cajun. So whatever he's doing now, I'm just glad he ain't there. <laughs> uh so <laughs> definitely, you know, my personal opinion is like, hey, uh, you know, go right ahead and do that. Um I, I did want to note that uh Florida did not pick up a third down in this game. Uh I believe. Yeah, oh. I, I don't think so. Oh, they did not convert buddy. one. Uh, also, on top oh, of that, boy. also on top of that, Graham Mertz had a, a record high passing for his career. He threw for three hundred thirty-three yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh so, no, yeah. he might be the uh, new Kyle Trask. Oh no. Uh huh. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let that settle in your stomach. Ugh. No, don't, don't, don't. Well, again, cack, while now. taking while taking five sacks, this if they can't protect him, he's not going to survive the first six weeks. And then what, Florida? Can I interest you in North Carolina State 24, UConn 14? UConn acquitted themselves quite well in this game. Yeah. yeah. And then it just got it, then it just got away from them towards the end. Yeah, UConn was feisty. I watched a lot of this game. Um, and they did an admirable job. They were they were in it in like well in late into the third quarter. Um, and yeah, 
zesty Yukon back on the menu. I, I'm still not sure why North Carolina State decided they needed to go to to Connecticut for this, but hey, I'm glad they did. It made for a good game. We all get the flyer miles whatever way we have to. Yeah, they're stocking up on frequent flyer points before they have to go to Cal, I think is the move here. Right. Got to get that Diamond Plus status as fast as you possibly can. The Kent State Ride to Hell Tour uh, actually <laughs> did end up in hell. UCF 56, Kent State 6. Kent State under the first year of new regime, and it just was not great. Here's the thing. UCF didn't play very well. Like, they, they scored a ton, yeah, but it, it wasn't, it didn't look great. I will say UCF did end up with 702 yards. Uh, beep, 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 beep. We interrupt with a live update from LSU Florida State. Uh, LSU just threw a pick, like very obvious pick, straight to it at Florida State DB while they were interviewing, while ABC was interviewing Mike Norvell. Mm. Oh. Oh my. Why were they, why, what are they doing? Why okay, are they interviewing so, him so in the game? So these, these, these interviews, I, I'm I'm all for these now because if something like this happens, like the in-game baseball manager in, in interview when like there's a pitch going on and, and somebody mm-hmm. makes an error or something like that, yeah, when something like this happens, yeah, I, I I'm all for it now. I, I let's go right ahead. Make sure the game's going when you're interviewing them, you know. So so that's a lot of fun. Kent State is going to have a rough year this year in the MAC. I'm pretty sure it's going to take a while for their new regime to get settled in. I would like to shout out Rhode Island for keeping it feisty with Georgia State. This game ends up being Georgia State 42, Rhode Island 35, but it was so close till the very end and a ton of fun. Yeah, shout out to the Rams. They they gave us probably one of the best games uh, besides Nebraska-Minnesota on Thursday night. It was, it was great. Uh, do you know who Rhode Island's quarterback is? No. Uh, that's Kaysom Hill. Kaysom yeah. Hill? From Tennessee and Maryland? No relation to Taysom Hill, formerly of BYU? I don't think so. Okay. But Taysom Hill had been at Tennessee and Maryland. He played a couple of games at Maryland. I remember him being pretty good there. I don't think he ever actually played at Tennessee. No, he was part of the scout team at Tennessee in 19. But then, like, blew up at Rhode Island. And then we had the Haboob. The, the haboob alert the haboob alert had you never yes. heard of the phrase haboob i nope. honestly uh you know being a weather like nerd wanting to yeah. be a meteorologist you know growing up no never heard the term haboob uh, the only the only reason i probably never heard the term is because i grew up in louisiana and this is like a desert phenomenon yeah yeah because you don't get a lot of dust storms you know not 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 crazy like you know independence day you know ship looking storms around louisiana we'll get some crazy storms we'll get hurricanes we'll get tropical storms you know tornadoes or anything but but not the not the haboob so a haboob is a giant dust storm it has to do with certain kinds of winds like in front like in front of thunderstorms they create these haboobs i've seen once or twice i've seen them once or twice they're pretty crazy and they had a haboob delay in the arizona state southern utah game which made the game go later and kamish says here he needs to apologize for going to sleep you know what guys Fuck that. We sleep. <laughs> Kamish has two kids. I have one. The <laughs> other two ladies on this podcast have lives and they work. We have jobs. Yeah, I, I think I made it. 
I don't think the game restarted until almost. It feels like almost like two a.m. Central. It was late as shit. And I, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, 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 I went out. I tried to stay up as as late as possible. I, I got awoken by the baby at five a.m. Uh, so if I would have stayed, it'd have been worse. But I tried to stay up as late as possible to do it. I'm just, I'm just putting this on here because I know no context football. Uh, our, our, no, our friends it's, there. It's giving you know, you they're, shit. they're just giving me shit, and you know it, it's fine. I just wanted to mention it because you know oh, I saw it. It's fine. Arizona State almost blew this one. It's like, Arizona the, State wins this one twenty four twenty one. Yeah, they almost win, blew this winning the, being a really strong word here. They they <laughs> almost blew this uh, to the fabulous Thunderbirds. The best part was that Southern's last Southern Utah's last score was off a blocked punt. <laughs> And this was like mid fourth quarter. So after like, you know, a fucking like 3 a.m. East coast time, whenever this was gets a blocked punt and runs it all the way back for a touchdown, 47 yards. That's amazing. Hey girl, you okay there? I just saw a very strangely costumed Florida state fan. And I'm going to need to take a moment to process. That's all. Let's jump forward to Friday. Friday. I'll be honest, not nearly as interesting. <laughs> We had a couple of decent games. The first one I want to talk about is the Louisville Georgia Tech game, which I said up and down was going to be like this, like whatever. This is going to be awful. This is going to be awful. Nah, man. Louisville thirty nine, Georgia Tech thirty four. This one came down to the wire, mm-hmm. and this was like feisty ACC. Yeah. And and you know me, I slander the ACC all the time, but this was like feisty ACC. I enjoyed this. This was uh, Jeff Brom's big win back home at Louisville. Brent Key acquitted himself very well now that he has the interim tag off. Mm-hmm. It was a fun game. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. The spirit of the coastal lives on. It does. It's in the by, the by the spirit, you mean it's in the walls and we can't get rid of it. Yes. It's in all of us, like asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> like like the stuff on Teflon pans that is a forever chemical that will live in us all. ACC coastal, forever plastic. Was this the Florida State fan you were talking about, Pit Girl? I just put it in the chat. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. Tennis racket mask guy. Oh my. What? Oh my. That is, yeah, like a badminton mask or a fencing mask, maybe? With ESPN on it. But it's too flat to be a fencing mask. Looks like they could be an EDM DJ. I can see that. Then on the same night on Friday, we had the confusion bowl, except there was no confusion because Miami beat the shit out of Miami, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> The, the only interesting thing on that one, which I, I'm, I'm glad to see, well, I, I know as the Sickos community, uh, we're not necessarily glad for this, but um, yeah, I, I'm really happy that Miami kind of didn't crap themselves in this game. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this. I know, you know, Pick Girl's like, no, 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 we, we want to see Miami bad. Uh, it, you, you do realize the rest of my family is, is, my mom's side of her family's from Miami. So there is a, there is a hurricane uh, fan side of myself. So uh, yeah, that's one thing. Another thing, the chosen one plays for Miami of Ohio. Yes. The chosen one. We found this out. His name is, let me find the exact name. Cause I'm a- Alec Bevelheimer. I mean, how that's could right. you forget that? Alec. I can remember the first name, Alec Bevelheimer, their punter and kicker. Punter and the prince kicker. who was promised. Mm-hmm. We were, we were told that he would arrive and he is here and we have beveled him as his becoming of someone of his status. If we ever start an NIL collective, I feel like he's the first one that's got to be part of it. Uh, also, did you notice who Miami's quarterback was? It's a name that might be familiar to people. 
It is a Mr. Sorry, this is uh, Miami, Ohio. This was Mr. Brett Gabbert. Yeah, we got another Gabbert in our system. Yes. You might remember his older brother, Blaine Gabbert. Yes. This is, Yo, the, Gabbert. this is the youngest Gabbert. Brett threw for 12 for 21, 127, 0 T, 0 ends. Two took two sacks on that. But yeah, Miami looked fun. I hope this continues because I don't know. I like when things go well for some people. It would be very funny if the year in which we finally get Miami, Florida State in the ACC championship game is the year after we get rid of divisions. Uh, the argument I would make for good Miami is that when Miami has the capability of being good, bad Miami is so much more fun. Like we we need balance. We have there must be good Miami to make the bad Miami more fun. There's got to be ups and downs. So I mean, I, tell me this: like when Miami had that one season under Mark Rick, the first season they're undefeated. The turnover chain comes out. I mean, <laughs> how fun was that? And then they they just beat Notre Dame's ass in the in the Hard Rock Cafe Stadium Bowl, whatever it's called, Hard Rock Stadium, I think. Okay, that was fun. Uh, the ending to the season wasn't great for Miami, but you know, again, that was I that, had a that lot was fun. of fun. I really that. enjoyed that. I had so mm. much fun with that. Mm-hmm. I was one of like five people in attendance for that game because it was on Black Friday. And it was amazing. I woke up at 4 a.m. and drove out with my dad. And I was like, why are we doing this? We're going to get our shit kicked in. And then I spent the whole game having anxiety that what was happening was not actually happening. And then we did the thing. <laughs> like you're having an out-of-body experience. Basically, yes. Like, was I actually perceiving what was happening? It wasn't. the, the Honestly, the strangest thing about that game was that it was not even really a nail biter. We just like went out and whipped yeah. Miami's ass. For mm-hmm. some reason, yeah, it was, it was, it, you know that that season was just weird, and that was uh, a way to end it, which is just it it, it kind of so you felt like Miami it was they were gonna lose at some point, and then I mean was it like a Thanksgiving day after Thanksgiving it was Black Friday, Friday and Friday, it was, Friday. was yeah, bad yeah I mean that season yeah, it was a you know it, it it's an appropriate season for that and that was great oh. And Florida State goes up a, goes up another touchdown. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, sweet Christ, Kamish. What is that bevel? That's the fan. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my oh, God. No. Oh, my God. No, no. No. <laughs> what the? F- oh, my God. Oh, no. That, that is the equivalent of playing the record back, backwards and finding out there really are messages from Satan on there. Yeah, this is, this is, and, and this one just goes... I do the chop anyways. We've summoned a demon. Honestly, the most unsettling thing about this isn't the face. It's the like mostly not beveled disembodied arm. Yes, exactly. It's reaching out of the picture at me. Like this is the ring, but for bevels. Why did you do this? This looks like spirited away. This is what it looks like. Yep. That's exactly what it is. And it's really causing me problems on that same Friday. We had (laughs) not on this list, but I want to mention it. (laughs) Eastern Michigan 33, Howard 23. Eastern Michigan had Howard put away 23 to zero and then yeah. let them come back. Yeah. And I sat there go like, like it was 23 zero early in the second quarter. And then Howard scores a touchdown and then a field goal, and then a touchdown, and then another touchdown. And eventually they stopped them. But for a while I was thinking, I was afraid this was going to be a, an Eastern loss. And then late on Friday, 
we had our first Hawaii test. Stanford oh, at hold Hawaii. On. Go ahead. Hold on. Let's talk about the Eastern Michigan. Yeah, sure. D- the uniforms. Oh, the Eastern the Michigan. Fucking... The, the shininess oh God. off of the gray field was absolutely amazing. It was the poor, just... the poor camera crews trying to balance that game. <laughs> The white balance, like I felt so bad because it was the gray field. Gray field. It was the, the eastern, re- like yeah, the, oh. the sun reflecting off of the eastern Michigan uh, numbers. numbers. The numbers. It was it was amazing. I I don't think Beth caught this one. Hold on. I did not. I was busy being a high school band director. Let me see if right. I have a photo of yeah, this. Find a because, picture because it was uh oh my god. It was god. hard to watch. Like actually hard to watch. Oh, sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, like, it was literally. Don't go into the light. Oh, no. It it looks like. It, it looks like they shot this thing while they were running the lights with, like, a deer spotlight. Yeah. And that's just, oh that's just the sun. <laughs> then we had our first real Hawaii test. This is Friday night at 10 p.m. Central because reasons. Stanford went to Hawaii. This is Stanford under the their new head coach and their new staff. And guys, Stanford was fun. Stanford threw for 237 and ran for 154. Like, we are at new kind of Stanford, and I'm here for it. Also, Hawaii played very well, too. You know, they threw for 300-plus yards, but that's what they're supposed to do. And, yeah, like, this is just a really fun game. It went late. Everyone was super happy in Hawaii. To do, you know, to get out there and get the game going, I just thumbs up. I love Hawaii football. I fell asleep in the second quarter of this game, as is tradition. But what I saw of it, I really enjoyed. Love to see Hawaii being fun and Stanford having a pulse. Both good. Yep. This one, I like. I got home and like, like Pit Girl, I was also asleep in the second quarter. Like, but I got to see a little bit of it, and it was just, it was just nice to see Hawaii out there having fun. Then we move on to Saturday. And we're coming to your city. The new version of it, I am okay with it. It's fine. I mean, again, they, they should have went with on the map. I I, <laughs> I know. I, I know mean, what you think, yes. I I mean, you know, you could have got Darius Rucker to sing on the map. So then what we need to talk about is Colorado TCU. I'll say it first. I completely fucked this one up. Yeah, same. I was same. wrong. Uh, I'll do the like little dance from Gravity Falls. Like, I was wrong. Colorado's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I feel weird about that. But <laughs> first off, I I want to say that Travis Hunter is insane. Yeah, dude played yeah. snaps on both sides of the ball. Ended up with eleven catches, one hundred nineteen yards. And one interception, I believe. And like the most impressive interception I've ever seen. I, I don't know how he got it. I, I kept looking overlooking it. And he just jumped out of nowhere. TCU, like I don't want to take away from how amazing Colorado was. TCU looked slow and lost. And Colorado came out, put them on their heels, and just did not let them get up. Yep. The game ends up being, if you don't know, 45-42 Colorado. And... I, I don't know. Shooter Stand Sanders, 39 for 48, 529 yards, four TDs. They had Colorado had four receivers with over a hundred yards apiece. Just mm-hmm. whatever. I can't say anything. Like that was just amazing. I look. And not not just good, but mm-hmm. fun. Like just fun to watch. Oh, so fun. You know, it, this is one thing that that's 
That's why I didn't want to have any take on Colorado because honestly, I didn't know how that many people could be confident confident to have a take. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I'm again as the commissioner. I don't necessarily make bold statements. Uh, you know, as the commissioner, I have to play. You know, stay in the center, uh, stay composed. I I have to maintain somewhat some semblance of integrity here in the sickos committee, which is a fun sentence to say out loud. Uh, (laughs) No, but I just didn't have any takes. I just had no idea how it was going to work. I was very fascinated by their offense because I know Kent state's head coach left Kent state to be Colorado's offensive coordinator. He's he's going to make so much money his next job. And and I mean, I mean, Sean Lewis, by the way. Yeah. Kent State, you know, Kent State's offense was giving Georgia problems last year. Them, you know, getting him, which is weird to feel like, you know, you got to go from G5 head coach to like P5 coordinator now, which is strange. I'll give you that. It, it feels like some, but, but I mean, okay, Kent State, Mac, P, uh, G5 coach to, you know, P5 Colorado. I get it. Uh, but their offense was fantastic. So it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, hello, Blue. Good evening, everybody. All right. Great. Thank you for having me. Hey, Blue is here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are in the middle of the Colorado TCU review. T- tell me your take on that one, Blue. So I have been saying to anyone who would listen to me that there is a possibility that TCU may lose, let's say, a lot of talent between going to the national championship and going into year two for Sonny Dykes, who I have seen lose more games than he won at his last job, which he was desperately trying to get away from. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did not look like they had an, a defense who could stop any offense, much less one who had a 500-yard passer in Shador Sanders. Maybe there's a relation to the head coach. We'll never know. <laughs> never know. No, I don't. But I, I want to say this because they talk bad about Shador. He's too small, you know. Uh, He fumbles a lot. Those are all things that I've said about him in the past after watching him play football at Jackson State. No HBCU ever allowed Shadora Sanders to throw for 500 yards. Don't know what to make of that information, but that's something I took away from this game against Texas Christian University. So good job, Horned Frogs. You did it. You did it. You did it, folks. You did it. Again, I want to give a lot of credit. I mean, Shadora Sanders, Travis Hunter, both phenomenal. Um, and I, I mean, their offense was just from the opening get go, it was just giving TCU fits. And I'm, uh, again, I don't know if Colorado's going to be any good on defense, um, at all. Uh, you know, really, I don't know, um, uh, because it was an up and down game. It was a lot of fun back and forth, a lot of points, but if Colorado is like this, this entertaining and they're. The offensive coordinator, like Sean Lewis, is is going to get a head job probably next year. I, I yeah. Mean, oh yeah, absolutely. Guaranteed. Like I mean, maybe by week four. I, I mean, who knows? First opening, let's take Colorado's offensive coordinator, uh, and you know he was a head coach at Kent State. So yeah, um, I mean, I really didn't watch too much of this game because the entire timeline was tweeting about it. Right. So I was kind of like, okay, Twitter, you just show me everything that happens in this game because they're just showing clips of like every single play. I was like, fine, I'll, I'll watch other stuff in my quad box. <laughs> I watched a lot of this game. It was a lot of fun. 
it it was very defense optional like the total yardage across both teams was well north of a thousand yards like oh insane insanity so i will be interested to see if colorado still looks this good next week um because like nebraska's less defense optional um the other thing though and this was pointed out very astutely by uh the folks at split zone duo is that tcu was just like making some weird decisions um and i do think that they lost a lot between last year and this year that was very obvious as well but like one of the picks was them like they march the ball all the way down the field running the ball and then they decide to throw when they get close to the end zone they cough the ball up twice that way yeah if they if they just kept running yeah I don't know that they would have won it, but it would have felt like they were doing the thing that was working. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was there. So the only thing that like I'm worried about here is that Shooter Sanders got sacked four times. Yeah. And, and I, like, I don't want him to get run over, What you got blue. I, I just wanted to throw this up here. This is game on paper. This is what I use when I'm writing the sickos, uh, recaps that I do weekly working on a third one for this week. It might be Minnesota and Nebraska and the $5 bits of chair. But on this, the EPA for Colorado was 29.46. That's their total EPA, which is to say that every time they took a snap, every time they took an action on offense, it was almost worth 28 points for everything that they did. Total. Yes. Total. Because they're they're an EPA per play about 0.33, which is very good. Very, very good. So they went out there and put on a clinic of how to play, one, without being scared. They were not afraid of TCU. Two, both with a lead and without a lead. Because there's a sequence at the end of the first half where they are behind and they score 10 points immediately. Mm -hmm. And then they score seven at the start of the third quarter. And then... Throughout the fourth quarter, they never stopped scoring, including a 46-yard touchdown to, and I want to really shout this out, rookie freshman Dylan Edwards, who caught it on fourth and two and took it to the house, and that was the last scoring of the game. Yeah. And that had four minutes left. Let's let's back up then. Tell me about the Labor Day Classic, sir, because our, our man yeah, Blue was it. in attendance. I sure was. Uh <laughs> I, I talked about this uh, with my with the other fellows on our podcast, um, and uh, there's a play that Jordan is showing. It, it's it's Virginia State has the ball inside their own five. They take the snap. They have six seconds left. It's fourth and seven, and they get six yards, and there's one second left on the clock. So Norfolk State then has an opportunity to kick a field goal and try to send the game to overtime. So let's let's what watch this first. Whole, let's watch this first part please, here. Please, let's, yeah, let's yeah. Go ahead. We'll watch the first part and, and let Beth live react. He sprints to the corner. Okay. Davis out of the end zone. Wow. And there was out of one bounce. second left. Is why there don't time you take, left? Why don't no wait? Why why don't you take the safety? Why? That's, that's a great why? that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't second. you? You see the Norfolk State players have one. Wow. wow. One second on the game clock. Virginia oh, you big State dummy. flags flew across the field. Back those all right, flags. He's up. a rookie. Wow. All right, all right. The, all right. Let's pause it. Is... pause it. It's like the most haunting thing you can ever hear in college football. Let's put one second back on the mm-hmm. clock. That's right. I just see Mac Brown holding one. the one up. Hey, yep. I yeah. I love this commentator. Just like the color commentator, all he could say was "Wow." wow. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I love he this. Got, 
he got dragged so hard in our timeline for saying Norfolk. Hitting that L real hard. <laughs> Norfolk. So so listen, folks. Uh, the name of the school is Norfolk State University. That's right. Um, the F-O-L-K is pronounced fuck. Yep. Yes. Oh. Yes. That's not a profanity. That's just the actual pronunciation. Norfolk. Either is fine um, on this yeah. podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I want to be clear about something on this. I watched the entire game and I was sitting at, so Norfolk state stadium is one of the few stadiums that's oriented East West. I was sitting on the East end zone and I watched a lot of the first half of Norfolk state going into that end zone. Norfolk state had the following first half drives. They score a touchdown in the red zone. They go for it on fourth down and don't get it in the red zone. They miss a field goal. Then in the second half, they go for it on fourth down and don't get it in the red zone. And then right before this drive, they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. That's why Virginia State was backed up to the five. So they had four opportunities to get points and got zero points. And any one of those drives would have given them the opportunity to win the game, much less tie it. And so this all goes back to really bad coach decisions. This is year three for Coach Odoms, who came from Southern University. I, I, I've said this, uh, you know, forgive me. This is, I told, I was told this could be a therapy session. Yeah, go, safe space. go right ahead. This is, this is podcast therapy. We, we've seen this first part. I appreciate we that. haven't seen the second part yet. Beth will understand the yeah, second yeah. part. Why please, you need it. Jordan, if you'd like Jordan, please show, yeah, please I will. show this. So hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on one moment. Hold on, hold on one moment. Uh, let me, let me just, just in the words of, uh, Fraser Crane here. I'm listening. And the snap fumble. Oh, oh my God. It gets away from the holder. And he runs it back. Virginia oh, State touchdown. takes it. Oh no. Oh blue. Oh no. I want to be clear. None of this is on this, this the long snapper and the holder. Nah, should have never been in this. that position to fuck that up. Should have nope. never been in this position. Um, but I, I want to, I want to say this because it, there's a lot of people who maybe listen to my show. There's a lot of people who maybe listen to the, the sickos and think I'm just some random person who happens to know a lot or love HBCUs. This is my 20th season watching Norfolk State University football. The first season I actually sat in the stands was at the Labor Day Classic in 2004. I watched Norfolk State lose that game as well. Norfolk State that season won a single game against a hapless North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University who won zero games in that season. I have paid and donated money to the football team. I'm a member of the Norfolk State University Alumni Association. I have season tickets and was at this game. I also paid for a tailgate to happen at this football game. I am as Norfolk State as it gets. Mm -hmm. And I love Norfolk State University. And I have watched a lot of bad Norfolk State teams. But the way they lost this football game, the decisions that were made in coaching, the offensive challenges they had against a team that is undersized, and the defensive challenges they had against a team that wanted it more are the reason they lost this game. I don't know if Coach Odoms will hear my voice. I don't know if the athletic director will hear my voice. I don't know if the fan base, the, the green and gold faithful will hear my voice. But I am as mad at this outcome as I have been at a football outcome in a long time. I can't, and I can't fathom it, Blue. Like, I can't fathom it. Yep. This is, I, Norfolk State has played football against Virginia State since 1938. 
the first game Norfolk State ever played wasn't against Virginia State's football team. It wasn't against Virginia State's backups. It was against Virginia State B. Because Virginia State that year went on to win the CIAA. Mm -hmm. Virginia State was a power. Virginia State stayed in the CIAA and never joined Division II and to this day owns the Labor Day Classic against Norfolk State. And I have watched them lose this game multiple times. And so this is a frustrating set of events because in year three, Coach Odom should have the team ready to compete. And they got run over, pushed around, and outright beat at home by a team that has given this this team fits for years. And so as a long-suffering Norfolk State Spartan fans, next week we have the Battle of the Big Classic, which is against Hampton Institute. Maybe one day they'll become a university. Who knows? <laughs> we'll find out. You know, they've, Norfolk State's been a university almost 50 years, 1979. Hampton just... Decided to stay in institute. Get there one day, maybe one day. Who knows? Maybe. But the point I'm the point I'm getting at is, it's on to the next game. If he doesn't have them ready and they lose to a team that's one and zero, by the way, good old Hampton went and won their game. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to be in trouble this season because Norfolk State is one of three Division FCS HBCUs that lost to a Division two. HBCU to include Delaware State, nope. the Hornets, who went and got 11 points, the magic number, against Bowie State, former CIA, CIAA champion from last year. And then Mississippi Valley State, I love you, Delta Devils. I'll love you forever. But they went uh, they oh went and lost to the, the Central State Marauders of the SEAC, a Division II conference. Uh. And they lost in another heartbreaking way, I might add. So this is the year, we're talking about sickos. I explained it this way to folks, because somebody asked me, what's it like for Central to lose? This would be like Indiana. This is, excuse me, Mississippi Valley State. This is like Indiana losing to Youngstown State. Mm. Because Mississippi Valley is like Indiana. Long-suffering. Go ahead. How how would that feel, Pit Girl? Just hypothetically. Why are you like this? I deserve Ooh, this, Jesus, but also. Jesus Christ. <laughs> good. Again, this is that West Virginia pit dynamic we got going here. Some good we stuff have, here. We're working on a three-week build here. This is important. This is, this is very fair. <laughs> oh, my God. Blue, thank you for walking us through yeah. that. And Again, oh. thank you for having me. Enjoy that podcast system. therapy because, you know, it's, it's needed sometimes throughout the season. And again, uh, as the committee, we, we, we offer some sort of uh, catharsis. For everybody and you know again we're diehard fans of teams that have not been good for long times you know Pitt, west virginia you've all had your down times i understand that uh but we're again we're kind of catharsis for teams that are long suffering long languishing fans um you know and and we're not laughing at you we're laughing with you because it's ridiculous and then of course it's math like not everybody can win and be good every year, uh, but you know says the says the undefeated you will. Uh, I mean, exactly. You know, yeah, we, we talked about that in a little bit, but you know, I mean, that, I, I will I will say blue that when I when I posted that video, my, what I posted I knew was, it was you by the way. <laughs> all of you need to watch these last two plays of the Virginia State Norfolk State game. Audio up and put your responses below. This is a required assignment, and everyone in the timeline had two questions. Like one was everyone going like, 
oh my god i can't believe this and the other one was what was the, what was the uh what was the spread on this game <laughs> is every i think everyone's everyone's first this, response is like this is some point shaving shit this this gave me some yeah. some flashbacks to saints playoffs like their heartbreaking loss to the the hated atlanta falcons yep when the saints threw the interception when they were driving for the win uh, and Bobby Aver throws the interception, Deion Sanders picks it off, and then laterals it to somebody else who takes it all the way down for a touchdown when it was not necessary to do that, but just to rub it in the face. So, like, the Virginia State person taking it all the way to the house, just a flashback for me there. So that was, again, that was some good pettiness in college football, which um, we love. Oh, we, we love it. You know, it's Unless called it's Battle of the States. You know. <laughs> well, it's, it's Battle of the States. This is a big deal for these two schools. Uh, if you were, I was on campus. We had Greek events where both universities sent their Greeks to party. Um, and the Virginia State folks had shirts that said, Hail State. And the Norfolk State folks said, Behold the green and gold. And so we love each other. Norfolk State would not exist without Virginia State when we were little more than a single room in the YMCA. They held our hands and took us forward into becoming a college and then a university. Um, so we, we love to play them. We love to see them. Uh, even if they beat us, they always make sure they let us know they love us like the little brother that we are. And uh, I just want to point one thing out. Uh, Howard plays Harvard later this year. Yes, they do. They're going to Cambridge, and they're going to be playing in, I believe it's Harvard Stadium. Is that the name of their stadium, yes, Jordan? Yes, it is. It's the reason why football fields are only 53 yards wide. So thanks, Harvard. You really did us a favor there. But I always say this, and the last time these two teams played, Howard lost by less than a score and was driving to win the game and ran out of time. Harvard is the Howard of the Ivy League. If Howard wins this game, and I have on good authority that they will. I will be a very difficult fan to deal with for the rest of the school year. And I will always remind Harvard folks, you all are the Howard of your conference. One day you'll be as good an institution as Howard University. Ooh, fucking love My it. second alma mater. Absolutely. Love it. My second alma mater, Ooh. who I love dearly, who scored 23 points in their game against Eastern Michigan. And gave, so. him, gave him a hell of a scare too. Gave them a hell of a scare and has a history of beating FBS teams. Sorry, UTEP. Mm -hmm. So thank you for letting me commiserate about my beloved Spartans. I, I'll i be back next week to talk about them if, if they win or lose against Hampton Institute. Uh, but Hampton folks know where I'm at, and they've been coming after me all week to let me know that they're waiting for next week where we're heading over to their little stadium. So thank you for having me. I'm very grateful. And we make sure... To remind folks, put a picture up that I sent Jordan of the band yes. of the mighty Spartan Legion. Remember, folks, to behold the green and gold. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So we go we go on on Thursday on Saturday to a couple of our big upsets. I don't know if you consider Fresno State over Purdue to be an upset, but this one came down to the wire. And also, Purdue may be in for a rough time this year, guys. Yeah. This may gonna, not be. I'm not. Yeah. I know. I am not. No. New head coach for Purdue. I, I'm not going out on them at all. New head coach, first game, not doing it. Fresno is feisty. Uh, Purdue had their chances to put this game away, and they didn't do it. Uh, I was watching this one pretty much uh, intently as much as possible for this one. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, 
Purdue had their chances and they just didn't take them. And and when Fresno got their chance, they took them. And that's what Fresno does. Like if you give Fresno opportunities, they are a really good. I don't care about G five thing. Fresno are really again defending Mountain West champions. Yep, I know they right. I know they don't have Hainer or whatever. It was a great. It was a great game. Again, Purdue's got a lot of new stuff. Uh, new coach. They got like a new end zone, a new turf. Um, you know, again, week one game. This can happen. This can happen in week one. And I am not. I am not selling out on Purdue here at all. I also. I also saw who their QB was, and then immediately my stomach sank. I'd forgotten that former Texas quarterback Hudson Card had gone to Purdue. Yeah. And I've watched Hudson Card. Yeah, he played fine. Seventeen for thirty, two fifty-four yards, two TDs, no interceptions. Fine. How about another sort of upset? How about Northern Illinois beating Boston College? This <laughs> this one, God, this game, <sighs> this. Okay, all right, all right. I'm just gonna give you this. All right, you know my in-laws are in town, right? Yeah, right, right. Yep. Quad box is back, so we could do mm-hmm. the little thing. Hold on, do I need to do the word? Because that's a bit, I guess. Quad box. Okay, perfect. So, yeah. I have this game on along with two other games. I have Northern Northern <laughs> Illinois and BC. And then below that one, I have Arkansas State OU. <laughs> the choice the, so so on your quad box, you get to choose your four, right? So the only thing is like I have the Apple TV, I have right. to use the ESPN app. Okay. So I only get ESPN stuff. Like ESPN U, ESPN, anything ESPN, that's on my Apple. It's not the YouTube TV thing. Like I have like a Kindle, I have like tablets, I have laptops or whatever for like Fox games. Um, and I have them like on the couch and I'm sitting on the floor with like a bunch of stuff going. I don't have like a great, um, you know, uh, Bubba Prague, Tim, Tim Burke set up because, you know, oh, my, yeah, well, my, no one does. My kids will knock it down. Uh, so, you know, uh, really, a break, breaking do 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 do. Unless oh. you kicked a sad field goal. Hey, uh, it's, it's 45, 24 with one fifteen left. Oh Lord. And yeah, this one, this one got away. They got, no, they did not kick a sad field goal. They got a garbage dime touchdown, but garbage time touchdown. Oh, so it was a garbage time touchdown. Garbage time touchdown. And they're doing the onside kick now and it failed. Um, while we are ahead of me. Oh no, you're ahead of time. Apologies. While we're doing the breaking news. Also, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that tiger droppings has crashed. Oh, gee, um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Tiger droppings has crashed the message board. They are on fire. Uh, our, our, uh, our, I guess I, I'm not going to call him our friend, but uh gentleman that we love the, the most uh, from the shutdown forecast, Spencer Hall. Um, he, he tweeted Olympus has fallen, uh, but he spelled it E A U S. Oh God. That's beautiful. Yes. Oh, fucking hell. And, and the, that, that has been retweeted on the Paul, uh, the timeline Olympus has fallen. Um, yeah. Message for geniuses God. is going to have a really fun time when tiger droppings comes back up. <laughs> I want to say oh, that they, they were meltdown and alerting the whole game for LSU. Like it's, I, I can't imagine what it is. They, they crashed the server uh, for sure. Um, definitely. Uh, so that, that's a live react to that one. And, you know, I had a feeling that this game could get out of hand one way or the other and should be fun yeah. to overreact to it now and see what happens uh, later on in the season. Uh, yes, but back to uh, Northern Illinois and BC. Yes, Northern Illinois, BC. All right, I have the quad box going. So again, I have, I can only have like ESPN stuff in this quad box. I have my father-in-law 
uh, not necessarily a sports fan at all. Uh, I think he's like a, a club America fan uh, in in like the Liga MX, um, you know, soccer. So he's not necessarily a football fan. He is a fan of the the you know just the soccer and whatnot but he it may be like cowboys fan like kind of i guess because you have to because you live in the valley i i I guess that's what it is so i'm trying to explain to him why northern illinois beating bc is a big deal uh so i'm (laughs) trying to get him to buy into this game so i'm that's hard sell my man not not really so i'm using information i was like hey the team that's losing this game right now paid NIU $1.1 million to come play this game. And then since I have OU and Arkansas State below this, I was like, basically what is happening in the game below should be happening in the game above. <laughs> uh, like, So I'm explaining them that way, you know, using some – sorry, Arkansas State and Butch Jones, but, you know – as, as a ULM fan, I, I'm not a big fan of Arkansas State because y'all, y'all beat us 13 years in a row. So, uh, you know, again, I'm using that to, you know, it, it's juxtaposed on the screen. It's great. Um, Northern Illinois is, is is leading 21-7. Uh, it's fourth and five. It, it, it's, it's getting kind of late, eight minutes and 54 seconds for Boston College. Uh, they put in their backup quarterback, and then he does this. Why are you – anything. Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> I saw that happen live because I'm a degenerate and watched a lot of this game. Uh, I mean, same. When ACC Network is on, it just like, it draws me like a moth oh, to a lamp, I mean, right? I mean, Pitt was next. You had to yeah. wait. To I was, was well, happening. yeah, That's I was fine. waiting for Pitt to come on because this game ended up going to overtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was amazing. And I truly feel bad for BC's quarterback because he looks like he might be pretty good. The rest of Boston College is like a deep, deep hole of wild incompetence. They had nine mm-hmm. or they had 10 penalties for 93 yards. Most of them were procedural. It was oh, so, God. so bad. Yeah. Uh, Boston College fans, not necessarily happy uh, with this. Um, I, I will say the, the like 27 year veteran Rocky Lombardi uh, pulled it out for the NIU Huskies. And I apologize for not beveling your logo earlier in the day that we did for some other big upsets. Uh, I did give you a belated bevel today on the timeline on on Sunday, uh, September 3rd. This week we have, first off, our Patreon. Thank you for everyone who joined. We had a bunch of new people join during the games. It's great to see new faces in the Discord. For five American dollars a month, you can join our Discord through Patreon. That gets you access to our weekly rankings debates, our live chat during games. You get to see the inner workings that happen during game days and outside of game days. If you join the Patreon, you also get access to the paywall Substack post, which right now includes our potato chip ratio. Yep. Then we have our merch store, sickos-committee.selfie.store. A bunch of new gear. We thank you for when thank you for everyone that sent us pictures of you wearing your gear out in public. Let us know. Send us pictures. We're happy to retweet because it's always fun to see. We have the Message Board Geniuses podcast who are our friends. They go to the crazy places like Tiger Droppings that when it wakes up, it's going to be an awful place and they will talk about it. Oh, they're just going to tweet and they're just going to go hashtag meltdown alert. And mm-hmm. it's fun to to see on Twitter because I am not going there. 
I, I will not go oh, no. there. I will not venture to that site. Um, I mean, again, like the amazing site um, that that we get on these meltdown alerts. It's just it's fantastic. And I'm like, I don't I don't need to go to the site. I'll let the message board geniuses talk about it on their podcast for me. Uh, and then I'll also just enjoy their tweets. So follow them also on Twitter. If you're looking for overreactions and taking things way too seriously. Oh, that's exactly, that's that, basically what they do. You know, we don't, we don't do that here, uh, but that is their expertise and they don't take it seriously. They, they enjoy, you know, they enjoy the lighter side of things like, like, come on, calm down. It's okay. They they possess a constitution that we do not. Yeah. We have read the book of Genesis. We know what happens if you look directly at that. Then we have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Videos are there. By videos, I mean our podcast. Yeah, then maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe when I travel this yes. year, um, I may have a microphone. I may do some interviews. I'm not promising anything. Uh, but maybe in the future, uh, if I travel to some games, I may try to do man on the street interviews that you see on like, you know, Snapchat where, where people say, Hey, what's a red flag for you? Or, uh, what type of riz do you have or something? I, I don't know. No. Oh, I, I fucked, guys, I fucked up. I opened, I opened tiger droppings. No, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> and, I'm re- and I'm reading the titles. Of Get it. away. Best, Run away. Point. Brian Kelly sucks. When does women's basketball start? You have well, opened the Ark of the Covenant. Best. You are going to get face Don't do melted. this. Don't do Holy this. crap. When, yeah. when, well, hold on. When does women's basketball, hell yeah, LSU's women's basketball team. Losing Luz, is one thing, but being completely embarrassed before the entire nation watching is another. How is this any different oh. than the last Owen one starts? Let, let, and, and my let, favorite is everyone is lashing out because they are hurt and disappointed. I, I mean, that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, again, maybe some message boards are a, a bit of therapy also. So, uh, again, How do we bring out Brian Kelly? I don't want to hear about about Brian Kelly ever again. Any positives, question mark? Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't need to go on a message board to get your therapy. Just go on a podcast like Blue and me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on our podcast. Oh, this is so fucking good. Okay, I'm going to have to close this before I do. Close okay. it down. Shut okay. it down. You're going to get hooked. We have our partnership with home filled apparel as always if 15 percent off of any shirt if it's your first time ordering that's yes ha 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 yes three ha's 15 percent off and then also we have our sicko shirt showdown yeah we have a full 25 percent off a set of shirts that we're going to announce every week hopefully yeah or two upcoming games our first one was our 25 percent off for the the awesome Garnet Gamecock shirt yeah. and Carolina blue North Carolina shirt. And then this week we are having Cal and Auburn. That's right. They the play scary, each other. The, the scary, the scary Cal bears. We'll talk about in a little bit. Definitely. But yeah, uh, these, this merchandise that we have, uh, they created a collection for that, for us. So these shirts that they put in the collection are going to remain at 25% off for the entire season until they, they run out of stock of them. So you get your shirts for your showdown. So they're just going to run. Uh, and then once, once they're done, they're gone. So again, get those shirts. They're awesome shirts. We're picking great uh, matchups. Cal at Auburn next week. We have one already set for week three, week four. We're working on it right now. 
and we're just pairing up with some home field schools uh, and giving a shirt showdown to uh, get you in the mood for the game week. And again, 25% off these awesome shirts. Uh, that's pretty, that, like, that's pretty good. Y'all. I mean, 25% off uh, of one mm-hmm. of these shirts. These shirts are like ridiculously soft. I also did something uh, this, this week. Uh, I, I may do it again next week. I, I'm not sure if I'll do it again next weekend, but I, I was just like, basically, Hey, pick my home field shirt for the, for the game great. day. Uh, I, I had my thick six, Mike Golick jr. Shirt. I had the Youngstown state penguins that was golfing, uh, the Wyoming shirt, which, you know, again, fantastic. Uh, and then, um, you know, the, the other one was e-ball every man, a wildcat Kansas state shirt. So again, Fantastic. I'm going to, I may do it again next week and just like throw out four shirts. Cause I probably have about, I, 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 I don't, don't say the number. Don't say the number. Out loud. Don't count. No, I'm don't gonna say, count. I, again, I'm, I'm a sicko. I, I, I mean, I already tweeted. I think I have about 50 of them, but a, a couple of them are their core collections that don't have any logos, just team colors, which are awesome. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it's, um, it's a great deal. It, they're awesome shirts. They're super soft. Uh, they, the designs last for like a really long time. Like I've had uh, mm-hmm. shirts that I mean, I've had for like three or four years and like they're, they're in great shape, really not faded at all. Uh, which is, which is, I mean, just high quality stuff. Use offer code committee on those shirts to get your 25% off. And we look forward to that whole thing happening this season. Iowa 24, Utah state 14. Can you put so in close. the yodeling music here? Yeah, like, I got you. Just, just do that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> so, first off, I got so much love for that. I'm, yeah. I'm so utterly happy for my for my cliffhanger animation. Yeah. But y'all, y'all, I, I, this is the worst defense they're gonna play all year. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And they got 24. Uh huh. This is the answer to the question of how do you win and still lose. <laughs> I, I was sure they were going to try to kick. Why do, Why don't you go for the extra three at the end? Kick the garbage time. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, is. Why did they put the this, offense? Like, in, they scored a lot in the like first and second. And then they just put the whole damn thing in neutral. What? It was the first opening drive touchdown pass to start a season for Iowa since 1991. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, that's, uh, all I could tweet on that when I saw that graphic and, and captured the graphic was just since 1991 question mark question mark question mark exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point that's all i could do i was like what 91 i mean feels like 91 feels like 91 and then we're up 14 nothing like lightning quick and then just and then then just fucking hit it in neutral and they were were just you know they hit the emergency break like kirk was like ah this is too much you're going to tire out my defense. Have we considered that Iowa being black and yellow, much like school buses, are just sort of inexorably drawn to parking the bus? Uh, I mean, so bad. it's so bad. It's so bad. I, I don't think McNamara was 100 percent, but still, I mean, he's like right away. Like they they hit and we're like, oh, my God, finally, Iowa offense. And then all of a sudden it was just like, uh, OK, did they? 14. File not found. It was just file not found. It was it was fourteen nothing, halfway through the first quarter. Yep. And then just I, bumped it into neutral. I don't know, man. I I, you know, um, 
shout out to Utah State. They fought hard. I, I'm just going to give you that. They had they, more yards than Iowa did. Well, I mean, yep. that's, you know, that's not necessary. Yeah, they had. Yeah, they, like, so did I. <laughs> no, no. I think I had more steps. I think I had more steps on Saturday. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But no, I mean, shout out to Utah State. I mean, they struggled and, and it's hard against Iowa. I mean, they went three and out, three and out. Um, but then they got a field goal. And then the, the first half did not go well for Utah State. They really couldn't get anything going except like their 16 play, 54 yard drive for a field goal. Yeah, that took 10 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah, wow. which which was which was great. Tantric, uh, tantric you know, football. I mean, that's <laughs> the good stuff there. And I mean, Utah State made it uh, a 10 point game. You know, with like a minute 36 left in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't. I, I don't understand. It's eleven seconds left or whatever. Three kick the field goal. Kick You're the field goal. At, get ahead. You, get ahead I of mean, the timing. Get ahead of the. I I wonder if like that got vetoed by Kirk. Is like if you were going to score more, you should have done it earlier. And it, I don't know if there's no this sad weird field dynamic. goals for Brian. No, none. I, I don't this know. Is, this is such the dad thing of like, of like. If you're going to no. do this, you're, you're going to do it the right way. Yeah. You, if, you didn't, right. You didn't, if you didn't pack snacks in the car, we're not fucking buying any. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing it. We're, no, sorry. You had your chance to eat your dinner earlier and you didn't. So, no, you don't get no bedtime this. snack. No dessert for you, Brian Ferentz. We're going on to East Carolina 3, Michigan 30. Can we start this with a moment of silence? Yeah. Sorry. Hold on. For, for the long dear departed Jim Harbaugh. Because <laughs> every play, all the plays were in, in memory of Jim Harbaugh. We're all going, is he is he dead? No, he's just, he's at home trying to avoid the television. So, or he's sitting at home screaming at the television. Yeah. What do we think Jim Harbaugh did with his day off? I, I can't, I'm torn between like worked in the lawn to avoid the game. Like just mowed the lawn angrily. Mm. Or, I, I'm, imag- I'm imagining him mowing that thing down to dust. Or he watched the game and was just like screaming at it. Or just did, like the teeth clench that no. just got clenchier and here, clenchier. Here you go. This is what he did. He mowed the lawn and he was listening to the radio call in his ears yes. while he's mowing the lawn. Yes. He's gardening. He's outside. Yeah. Pulling weeds from his the most garden. vicious weeding you've ever heard. I mean, seriously, I you know Harbaugh's got the gardening gloves on, but the gardening gloves are actually like wide receiver gloves. <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually you know what, hundred percent they are. Yep, hundred percent they are. Because he he's, every... he's not buying extra sets for garden. He's he's wearing the same hat he'd wear on the sideline. He's he even has his whistle on. He's in khakis too. He's got his khakis. <laughs> he's got everything. He's got the wide receiver gloves on, and he is. He is gardening while listening to the radio call yep. uh, of the game. That's that's in my I'm mind. That's what he did. Oh, like and every time something goes wrong, like he stands up, he throws down his trowel, he starts marching like in the d- general direction of the stadium, and his wife's standing there. She's like, "No, back to the raised beds." <laughs> you watch him like stomping back to the beds. I like the idea that he's being grounded by his wife too. That like yeah. like he like nope nope during this game you've got to pull weeds, sir. East Carolina did kick a sad field goal and preserve their non-shutout streak. I'm fine with this. You got a streak. Like, go, like, don't, like, yeah. Go for the sad field goal here. Yeah, so, like, I, I tweeted about the sad field goal, and then I put, like, sad face. It was, like, sad field goal because it's on our merch. It says, never kick a sad field goal. Right. But I think and this is so it's like, 
it was like, should I have tweeted this? I was like, uh, should I have celebrated that East Carolina keeps their uh, non-shutout streak alive? I mean, I, I don't know if I should have phrased it somewhat better. And that's why I was like, okay. I mean, Florida did this last year, and I gave Florida grief for doing that against Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Apparently, East, East Carolina has done this before. They were down 58 nothing to NC State, and they kicked the field goal towards the end of the game to avoid being shut out then, too. Uh, so a lot of NC State fans were in our mentions again, uh, along with the the talk about the nuclear power plant stuff. So uh, it's weird what makes NC State fans come out, but like <laughs> <laughs> I love them. NC State fans are great. I, I don't know. Like I'm kind of torn on this one. I'm like, eh, keep the streak alive, or like like how far does the streak have to stretch back to keep it alive? I mean, then you get in some weird gray area. I don't know. This is the platonic ideal of a sad field goal. I want this clip as the definition of sad field goal in Urban Dictionary. Just a link to the YouTube clip of this field goal. No no text. Just, just go watch it. I assume sad field goal in Urban Dictionary is something very different. Fuck, I'm going to go look. <laughs> but okay. you, know, you know, like when two dudes and one girl are there yeah. and then someone throws a sock between them. <laughs> yeah. Just send me send me a copy of this, and I'm going to go ahead and just record a very quiet piano solo at, like, 40 <laughs> beats per minute of Mad World. There is no sad field goal on Urban Dictionary. There oh, is an uh, inappropriate definition of field goal on Urban Dictionary that I will I can, not I read. I can imagine. I, I'm sure. I can imagine. We move on to Pit 45, Wofford 7. Woo! Yeah. I'm not going to play the whole thing here, but you do need to go see the pit TikTok yes. of them trying to guess the, who was the first person to this? What team was it? The Titans? The Titans did it. So Tennessee or, Titans did it. Uh, and they, they had uh, folks in the middle of Nashville try to name uh, NFL mascots that the Titans are playing on their schedule. And a couple of other teams have done it, uh, but Pitt decided to do this on their campus with students that attend pit so this one was my, my, my favorite by far is the fsu aerials that would yeah. be my favorite that was well i mean my favorite is definitely the boston college warhawks <laughs> boston college mentioned mm-hmm. but yes I, I still don't understand that that anime but whatever uh, pick, pick girl how do you feel about this game i actually missed most of this game i watched like the first quarter and, and a little bit of change uh and then i had to go have a social life um but yeah i have no complaints uh the first drive was not good i was not feeling good after the first drive but then phil felt a little bit more comfortable and started to look a little bit better so uh i saw some clips afterwards looking better i think that we were likely like intentionally very vanilla because we play cincinnati next week so like whatever we did what we were supposed to do i have nothing to complain about as far as i'm aware that's all right. You play the Cincinnati Claws next. So then for the sickest game of the week, Cal at North Texas, I went to this one. And guys, I'm so glad you harangued me to go to this one because it was so fucking fun. First <laughs> off, the state, I, I haven't actually been to North Texas's newer stadium, despite the fact that I graduated from this school because it was just opening as I was getting out of, like, I stopped taking classes. I was like, done with my PhD. So I didn't go. The stadium's really cool and intimate. Like, I like it a lot. Press box is very nice. I sat next to the Cal medical spotter. 
and someone from the AP press who was very not interested in what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, surprise. But thank you, North Texas folks. Had a great time there. I did, however, get to watch Cal just absolutely unload on North Texas. This game was close until it wasn't. Cal 58, North Texas 21. This is the last, the last time Cal scored 58 was like in, was in like 2016. And it just so happened that uh, their OC at the time is their current OC as well. Jake Spavadol took a detour after he left Cal. He went someplace else I can't remember. Then became the head coach at Texas State, where he refused to recruit. I thought he just took a gap year and was just like wandering Europe. Yeah. Is that not? No, no, no gap year. Texas State was the gap several years where he was just like, I'm just not going to recruit Texas. And then he got his job back at Cal. And this happened again. This was Cal's first ACC game as an ACC member. So I did resist the urge to turn around to the Cal guys behind me and go, that's that ACC speed y'all are talking about, right? Uh, But but you tweeted it out a lot. But I did. But I did (laughs) tweet that shit out. (laughs) Because I couldn't say it in person. I'd say it online. I'd go say it online. Go ACC. This is also North Texas's first game as part of the American Conference. Oh. So as soon as I walked in to get up to the press box, you have to also go up with the, like, like with the elevator that goes up to the suites as well. And so I'm standing there, I'm wearing a Colorado school of mine shirt, trying not to be a total Homer in the box and some North Texas money alums come in, which I didn't know that was a thing, but it is. And they came in and they were like, Oh, is that Colorado school of mines? What is, I've never heard of that before. Like, Oh, you know, I just have a collection of weird, weird shirts like this. I said, well, I, but I went to North Texas. And they, their response was just so confused. Like, that's nice. One of those. So that's how I went to the box. It was great. Had a wonderful time. Got to watch Cal just absolutely go crazy here. Cal, 660 yards to North Texas is 226. And it felt that way the whole game. Uh, Cal's quarterback, Ben Finley, two, threw for 275. This Cal team ran for an equal number and passed for an equal number. That's pretty crazy. Uh, this is also, of course, North Texas's first year under new, the new head coach. So this was going to be a little of a slow start anyways. Last thing, shout out to the North Texas band, the Mean Green Brigade. They are amazing. They sounded great. I took a picture of their front ensemble, their pit. They had like a dozen marimbas out there. Were they... Were we doing synthetic bars or the rosewood bars? I don't know. I don't know if they have a set of synthetics they take outside. If they just take the nice ones out. I feel oh, like, geez. I don't know. They don't take the real nice ones out. Also 25 sousaphones. That solves a lot of like band, like ensemble balance problems. If you just have 25 <laughs> sousaphones, it's amazing what that fixes. 25. 25. It was, Good they, Lord. there's a, there's a lot of bass. And also thank you to the mean green brigade directors who let them wear shorts and polos oh, and hats. I mean. Because they would have fucking cooked out there. It was it was a hundred. I think there was a La Tech SMU game where somebody's shoe was like fried yeah. off or whatever. The, shoe, the, shoe, the, 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 the sole melted off. Yeah, yeah sole melted off. It's insane. Cool. Then cool. we go on to Syracuse, a bunch. Colgate, zero. That's right. Uh, Syracuse now leads the series. Woo! That's right. Finally, they had to win 17 straight to take the lead in the series. <laughs> and they've done it, folks. They've done it. Uh, this got so boring that they they started interviewing Otto the Orange. Yeah, and it looks like and it looks like Otto is being, uh, like he looks like he's being confronted about having like paying for his girlfriend's apartment with like federal money. 
Otto, <laughs> blink twice if you do not want to be participating in this interview. Holy shit. The Art But Sports post for this is amazing. I just saw it. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. God, he's so good at what he does. Yeah, we, was... need, we need to take up on his offer one of these days. He offered to go on like Twitch with us and do stuff like this in real time. Oh my god! Oh my god! That would be wonderful. I, I would, I would that love to see like into the process of this. He's, he just knows. Out. He just knows that much art. He doesn't. He doesn't search it. Just knows. He that. knows yeah. it. I want to give a shout out to the person that actually interviewed Otto, and uh, it's Marilyn Payne. Having to do a lot of the heavy lifting since Otto doesn't talk. Well, I mean, Otto doesn't talk, and she did. She did amazing doing this. It was uh, it was phenomenal. I'm watching it because again, it's in the quad box. It's only like ESPN stuff I can throw on. So, you know, Syracuse Colgate's in the in the bottom, uh, bottom left for me at, at the time, and I was just like, this was uh, just uh, a, a hilarious interview. And my my six year old loved it. The the in law <laughs> father in law was just like, what is going on? What is college football? Why are they yeah. interviewing a mascot? Because <laughs> we gotta like, fill time. I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even explain that. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know why they're interviewing Otto, but the game's like, you know, uh, Syracuse like sixty something, Colgate maybe seven, I think. Zero, zero. No, they didn't score. Okay, they blanked them. We move on to the NFL Network. Monroe seventeen, Army thirteen. Want to know, baby? The Warhawks did it. I mean, we're going to celebrate it, baby, because I mean, we don't know how many times this is going to happen this year. And and honestly, I don't really know uh, how ULM won this game. They fucked. They, they, they were about to fuck this up. Um, no, honestly, they probably shouldn't have been in this position. And I really don't know what happened uh, I, in this case at all. Um, there was some weirdness going on, you know, again, the game's on the NFL network. I'm like, okay, this is weird already. Then the power wasn't working in Malone stadium at all. So the stadium didn't have any power. ULM scoreboard scoreboard did not work the entire game, but it did finally come back within six minutes left in the second quarter. How are they Uh, keeping track of the clock then? It was manually by the referees on the field with stopwatches. Oh God. Yes. Oh, no. So this was like extreme old school. And it's it's great because like you're playing Army. And you're like, you're just going really old school here, which Army had was running like the triple out of the shotgun, which, which was, was w- weird to see. Strange as hell. And it's like Army's new offense where they try to pass. Uh, they had some like weird RPOs. Uh, they tried to run on the outside. I I didn't know what was going on. Army's offense wise and, and, you know, they weren't like really low blocking and there wasn't any cut blocks. So it was very strange, but that's due to the, the changes in the rules. You can't really do that anymore on the outside. So it was, it was a very strange game to begin with. No power in the stadium. The announcers uh, announced in like the second quarter at some point, I don't know what time in the second quarter it was because we didn't have a clock and I did not have a stopwatch. Uh, but the announcers stated that they were using backup power in the stadium, but the backup power may run out at some point in time. <laughs> I, I had no idea what that meant. And I was like, what was going to happen with the game? Like, were they not going to be able to broadcast it? I mean, what 
what was going on. But I, I don't know. The power came back on, and thankfully, you know, the worst-case scenario of Monroe uh, did not occur. Uh, so, Kamish, why did the power go out? Somebody released some balloons <laughs> at the tailgate, <laughs> and it cut power. It cut the power. Crazy. Like, it hit power lines near Malone Stadium. So, that's right. Fun row, baby. Some visiting Nebraska fan oh, <laughs> took the whole state. Totally down. did it. They couldn't throw the red balloons at the Nebraska game, so they decided to go to Monroe, Louisiana, and throw them inside the power lines, taking out the power uh, of Malone Stadium, which is ridiculous. No, just one. Ein, ein Luftballon. It's all it takes is one. Now I'm imagining Terry Bowden singing at a karaoke. This was like a really, really miserable day in Monroe. It was like 90 some it was odd gross. degrees. It was so, it was so and hot. It was 100% and humidity. And Terry Bowden's wearing his dress shirt on the sideline with a tie, which is ridiculous. And the most moisture wicking fabric imaginable. Oh, the yeah. Oxford the dress shirt. Oxford and, dress and shirt. And no just, undershirt. No, no, not, undershirt. no undershirt. Just glued Which, to him. Glued oh. to him with sweat. Which is, just, Terry, Terry, wear undershirt. I mean, it probably still would have been glued to him now. I have no idea. It was so muggy in Monroe. Uh, Some say it is grafted to him to this day. It could be. Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully Terry was able to take that off. <laughs> but uh, at some point, you know, Army w- would get close, but then they couldn't punch it in. I'm like, okay, maybe ULM has a chance. Uh, ULM gets a field goal. They're up 3 nothing, And then my head, I'm like, hey, maybe ULM could take this game into halftime with a lead. Like, this would be nice. Uh, as soon as I thought that, the next play, ULM threw a pick six and Army took the lead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I get my hopes up. And then that happens, and then the game, like, shifts. Like, Army gets all the way up 13-3. You know, we go to halftime, and it's on the NFL Network. So the halftime show, which I love these. I love these NFL Network halftime shows. Uh, It it was a breakdown of NFL wide receivers that you should pick for your fantasy team. Like, no, no mention of the game they're broadcasting at all. Nothing. And it's the Army. Like, it's not just like ULM and another Sunbelt team or whatever. It's it's the United States Army, and you're talking about fantasy wide receivers for your NFL team, which, I, I mean, you know, I got some ideas on who to draft first if there I, go. If I uh-huh. play fantasy this year. So. Well, I mean, maybe they were thinking like the Army, think about the draft. Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know what happened here, but the quarterback that they had started uh, for ULM, uh, they benched him because he threw like two horrible picks. And that's how, like, Army took their 13-3 lead. Uh, They switched QBs, and then ULM busted a 62-yard run out of nowhere. Uh, And then it was 13-10, and I'm like, well, okay, maybe maybe ULM's got a shot. Uh, But then the backup quarterback throws uh, a pass in the end zone, which Tyrone Howell made an amazing catch out of, like seven thousand amazing catches this weekend, like one handed, one one. Oh yeah, just in like direction. insane, yeah, insane this weekend. And, and honestly, if they didn't rule it a TED on the field, I, I didn't think there was any way that they would overturn it and make it a catch. But since they called it a TED on the field, they had to stay with this call. And then ULM was able to hang on and, and win the game seventeen three. Your Louisiana Monroe Warhawks are one and zero. They are one and zero. I I was I I was ecstatic that this happened i i was hoping uh like for a miracle to beat army because last year ulm went to west point and just got ran over like yeah, got yeah their, it was bad. 
their fullback just like barrel through everybody. But ULM could could maintain it this year, and I, I'm probably going to thank the NCAA for changing rules here. But since ULM won, uh, the side of the bet is that I have to write. I had to write a limerick about Terry Bowden. I wrote two, okay. which I don't necessarily know. I, I I don't necessarily know if I followed the the appropriate rules of the limericks. So we'll we'll go with the number one and 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 you know sound off in the Discord or the the Twitter or whatever, whichever one whichever limerick you like better, it's fine. Uh, limerick number one. Terry Bowden is Louisiana Monroe's coach. His stellar record is above reproach. The Warhawks were down 13-3, to but Army's defense parted like the Red Sea. ULM decided it was their win to poach. I don't necessarily know if that's good or not. It's okay. I'll give you points for the rhyme scheme. Okay. We're way off on meter. Though. Way yeah, off on meter. Yeah, right. okay. So that one, off of the meter. So I was trying to get the meter down better for the second uh, limerick, okay. which, again... I am not a skilled, um, you know, English major, nowhere near this whatsoever. Here we go. So uh, number two, Limerick number two, Louisiana Monroe's head coach by the goes by the name of Terry. He sweats so much through his shirt, it was kind of scary. Army was leading Louisiana Monroe, but their offense hit a plateau. The Warhawks fought back and won, making the crowd merry. We got to get you on some meter here. Okay. The rhyme, yeah, the rhyme scheme is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to get you some meter. All right. Again. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a pattern form. Right. So we've got to get gotta that. Do the, gotta get like that I was pattern. trying to count syllables and it just was not working for me. I got you. I got you. I try. I, I, I give you, Hey, you know what? Solid B. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll he's take that. Solid. That's right. He's, I, good, I, he's good degrees. You're fine. I'd, I'd be happy with that in my English class. I, I'll, I'll take a B in English any day. Now, Beth, tell us what happened at happy Valley. <sighs> So a couple of things happened that were very nice in Happy Valley. I went to my first tailgate. Ever? There you go. What? Ever. How? Yep. Oh, hold, hold on. Yeah. Explain. I live two hours away from uh, from Mountaineer Field, and my family was never a tailgating family. Like, we went in. We used to go to a brunch that was actually in the stadium. Ooh. We would, we would, yeah, it was fun. And then they made lots of rules about like where you could be in relationship to Crutes. Mm. And then our brunch went away. And then we had a, like a sweetheart deal going with the manager of Applebee's who let us pa- park all of our many vehicles because I have a million family members in exchange for us always eating at Applebee's. Applebee's switched to new management this past year so like now we're kind of scrambling and i think we may actually begin to tailgate maybe Ooh, but yeah nice. i've never been to a tailgate it's just not a thing that we did How was it? i went to um i had a lot of fun this was an enjoyable thing i understand now why people do this it's and i mean i ate better than i ate at applebee's mm. so that was nice applebee's not a sponsor <laughs> so maybe never a sponsor um so and <laughs> So I like, and it was nice to go to a game that was less than an hour away from my house. That is where the nice ended. This is the same team as last year. I've seen this team. I saw this team before, and now I get to see this team again. Only this time I got to watch it lose very badly to Penn State. I I will say a couple of things. First of all, I am absolutely vindicated in everything I've ever said about Beaver Stadium on this podcast. Oh, you you have the video you sent. <laughs> yes. From 
from, from, oh, yes. from like the, 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 the walls on the bathroom falling in on the stalls. Yes. That was yeah, great. that's yes. like the shadiest yeah. bathroom I've ever seen. And I've been in the bathroom at the O, R.I.P. Like, same. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is this is the worst public restroom I have been in. At least the ones that I've been in that have been dirty or, you know, like full of passed out hookers or whatever were structurally sound. The best part about so I shot this video. The video that I shot has the if something is wrong with this restroom, let us know image. Mm -hmm. And then I pan to the right where the right wall of the bathroom stall is not attached to anything. It's just swinging in the breeze. When I walked into this stall, the lady before me was like, just so you know, the walls of this are kind of weird. And I'm like, kind of weird. Okay. That's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's lots of ways you could have described this space, but kind of weird is doing some That's work. what you want in a bathroom, is it being kind of weird. Yeah. I was in the west end zone at Beaver Stadium. So, like, and, you know, like, all of the things you've heard about Beaver Stadium, like, the upper deck shake like crazy. Yeah, it absolutely does. I would never, ever, 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 ever want to sit up there with a bunch of Wisconsin fans. You'd die. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's an absolute dump. And it is hilarious to me that like the Big Ten is like, look at all the money we have. And I can tell you one place it is absolutely not going. It's like, what if we just make it bigger and we don't maintain the things that we have? Look, I get it. If uh, over the course of a football season, your stadium is likely to break down. Okay, that's fine. This was the home opener. You had the whole off season to fix this shit. Why is this broken? Yeah, this isn't like, you know, game 10. This isn't, you know, no. weeks in, it, you know, takes, yeah. Does PennDOT maintain Beaver Stadium? It would answer some questions, mm -hmm. wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So in addition to this being an inescapable fire trap, it also <laughs> is just terribly maintained. So, yes, I, I continue to hate Beaver Stadium and will hate them forever, I guess. Um, but, yes, Penn State absolutely deserved to win the game. I'm glad I got a fun video of the squirrel, which ran right at me. So that was fun. Um, if you didn't see it, there was a squirrel and it went scampering through the end zone and the mountaineer made a half-hearted attempt to catch it, but really it just sort of released it into the wild behind the Penn State bench. So that was wonderful. I had a wonderful time looking at that. The, the really frustrating thing about a game like this is when your team is not very good and West Virginia is not very good, you hope that they will at least be fun and they were not fun. We attempted a little bit of fun at the very, very end of the game, which I left before that even happened oh. because I wanted to get track traffic. Yep. I, I had my dad with me. Like, oh, yeah. He wanted oh, yeah. to go home. Um, He'd been in the sun all oh, day. I, I'll tell you about my dad. I don't know if he's in the podcast, but it, it was, it was the Super Bowl, saints and Colts. And it was two and a half minutes left. He's starting to walk out. As as Tracy Porter intercepted Peyton Manning, he's walking <laughs> down the stairs. Like, he knew it was going to happen. He read the play just like Tracy Porter. So, shout out to my dad if you're listening to this. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. So, I guess after after spending an entire game where West Virginia did not attempt a single a single 40 plus yard pass yep. at all. They're like, "Let's open up the let's open up the playbook." When do you open up the playbook? When you're trying to decide if you're going to go for two down 18 with less than 5 minutes to go in. And they you the fun like circle shit. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Were they coming Satan? What was what was that? I hope they were summoning Satan, especially if he knows how to coach offense. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. No, this was 
this was a terrible, terrible mess. And unfortunately, it was a terrible, predictable mess. The defense basically just votes present. They just sort of show up and they stand around and they don't really do very much. And then eventually they get very sleepy because the offense somehow manages to do less. And then nothing good happens. I can't even call us fun and sickos. We're not sickos. We're just boring. I'm sorry. I want more for us. I hope that the I hope at least that the brawl is interesting. Like, can we at least be feisty for the brawl since we couldn't manage this? This is all that I ask. Also, just sort of um, apropos of nothing, if you're keeping score at home, we could get rid of Neil Brown for the low, low price of $4 million. No, no, no. Look at that. $16.7 million. We're trapped forever. Trapped forever in this hell. It's a good thing West Virginia is right now a very financially stable institution. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's really making good. Making notoriously good decisions right now as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure that cutting all of the foreign language departments will definitely save enough money. Oh, wait, the Mountaineer Athletic Club pays for this. Nothing means anything ever. Ugh. Moving on. Illinois 30, Toledo 28. <sighs> Illinois escapes by the skin of their fucking teeth here Poor Toledo. This, this felt like this felt like the game that was gonna go wonky what yeah. was like in charge up until about the third quarter yeah the first half was all toledo toledo was doing great and i mean i was thinking that they were gonna put it away um and then they scored the touchdown to take the lead they missed the two-point conversion to give themselves a cushion a three a field goal cushion and they fight to get Illinois to fourth and four, and they bring an incredible blitz. The quarterback for Illinois, Luke Altmeyer, just like whatever. He was like, he like ducked to avoid the blitz and just threw it up in the general area of a wide receiver who made a catch uh, over the Toledo cornerback in, in man-to-man coverage, which, I mean, sometimes that happens. And basically that, that saved Illinois' butt and they were able to drive down and, and get like an easy field goal uh, for the win, which I, uh, I feel so bad for Toledo because it, it kind of felt like they, they should have won this one. But again, when you're the Mac team going to a Big Ten team on week one, oh, like Toledo almost pulled it out. So gutted for them. But on the other side, like Illinois, it's like, they're all like, woo. Uh, yeah. You know, Bert was kind of sweaty, which, you know, I got a little picture there in the in the Google Doc of sweaty Bert. Uh, but, yeah, definitely. He's wearing a quarter zip. I'm like, I don't even know what the temperature was at, at night in Illinois. But, yeah. Uh, it, was, it wasn't quarter zip, whether I guarantee that. I don't necessarily <laughs> know if it was or wasn't in Champaign. But that was one of those that Illinois was kind of lucky to get that win. Uh, our heart goes out to Toledo. They probably, you know, I wish they, they would have pulled it off, but you know, again, on the other edge, you know, Illinois lucky to get, get away with it. And again, week one is, is known for weirdness, which is, it's our hardest week to predict which games are the most sickos quote unquote, which are the most unconventionally appealing. And that, that was a lot of fun. It was fun to watch it. And we were just, Oh, so close Toledo. Well, let's talk about weird. Wyoming 35, Texas Tech 33. This was a goddamn banger. Vindicated in my interest in this game. I am so oh, pleased yes. that this game was a banger. Oh, went, to two, went to two overtimes. Oh, man. We got, the, we got the Wyoming trainer with the wonderful mustache into mutton chops. Oh, we, God, got, yeah. we got the, uh, the athletic 
assistants dashing out to pick up the pylons at the end of the game because I, the crowd know, was rushing the field. No, you were just like, I think, I don't know if it was you or somebody else tweeted, just like, shout out to the, the fan that ran on the field. It wasn't me, and, yeah. And, and stole the, the pylons, and I was like, well, hold on. I replayed the video a couple of different times and, and like Zapruder filmed it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, lanyard. crap. Uh, there's a lanyard. So it seems like it was equipment staff for that, which I was able to tweet underneath it. I was just like, okay. So now I'm like, there's a designated pylon person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how much are each one of these freaking pylons? So I start researching and I'm using Google, which is a, just, just a matter of fact, Google sucks now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. so bad. It's awful. Like I couldn't find any articles that are recent. I found like there was a pylon shortage in 2021. I don't even know if that's still ongoing, but that kind of explains why they have a pylon guy. If there's a pylon shortage, like, okay. Then I'm trying to figure out how much each one of these pylons are worth because I know some of the pylons have cameras in them uh, and they could be, you know, from the CBS broadcast of this game. They could be from, you know, the athletic department that, you know, Wyoming could be making payments on these pylons, you know, like they, 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 you know, rent to rent to own the pylons. I have no idea, <laughs> but I found like they could cost from anywhere from like 350 bucks for just the camera in the pylon yeah. itself uh, to, to like 3,500 a piece. I messaged Matt Brown on Twitter and he's going to get some more information if we can't find out anything else. By then, so hopefully we'll find some more information on Twitter uh, from Matt Brown. Extra points. Foya Saxa. Texas Tech goes up by seventeen in the first quarter. Seventeen nothing. And it just feels like an absolute blowout. And then by the middle of the third quarter, it's tied. Wyoming crawls back, takes the lead. Texas Tech ties it at the very like, with like less than a minute left. Kicks the field goal, sends it to overtime, and then we see some absolutely beautiful OT. This. I mean, the OT was great, and, and like both teams were just like, okay, we can't pass this, so they they were like running with their quarterback, yeah, Andrew uh, Andrew Peasley, the QB for Wyoming, yeah, with some absolutely beautiful moves. I mm-hmm. mean, he's running. I think it's I can't even say like, is it Show or Shaw? Tyler uh, Shaw. Shaw. Okay, for Please. Texas uh, Texas Tech, and and I mean, really, just a back and forth battle, it, just such a great battle. The atmosphere in Laramie, every time I watch a game in Wyoming, which I'm the one that tweeted this, like, I want to go to Wyoming and watch a game. Like, I want to go to Laramie and, and watch a game. The turf, they just redid the turf. It is so beautiful. It is beautiful. The Wyoming turf is so yeah. beautiful. And in double OT, Wyoming's down. They need a touchdown. It's like fourth and seven. So Texas Tech brings the house. And there's a free blitzer on the quarterback, Peasley. And I, I don't necessarily know how he got the ball off before the blitz made it. There. No clue. No clue. And uh, I'm just, I keep watching that replay. It's like he does like a little side, like he just moves his body a little bit to the side to try to avoid the blitzer mm-hmm. and get the pass off uh, to, I guess, like the late uh, releasing tight end. And he gets the touchdown there. And then they do the read option for the the two point conversion. Just an amazing win. The Wyoming fans rushed the field. It was just such a great game. I think uh, one of our followers or somebody that we follow mentioned, like, is it me or is it just really really late at night 
or do Wyoming's goalposts feel like super thick? Mm. <laughs> and then I found out again, you know, I guess we're journalists or whatever, but they're reinforced to deal with high winds Ooh. at the elevation. Interesting. So I don't know they if that thick. leads to more doinks in Wyoming. Didn't but Wyoming did... have the weird one last year where the ball landed on the like very on... top yeah. of the, yeah. They had a so, center. And like at the, the top, or they of the, bounced like right off the top of the, one of the posts. right off the top that. of the goalpost. Yeah, and then you know Texas Tech had a nice doink, um, you know, to not take the lead, which is, which is fantastic. So what a what a fantastic game! What a week one atmosphere. P fives, please, please go to fun G fives. I don't care if you risk a loss, <laughs> go do it. It's a great thing for college football. Again, do it. Thank you, Texas Tech, for going out. I uh, you know again. Phenomenal atmosphere, phenomenal game. We loved it so much. We're getting late, so let's go through some of these kind of quickly. Main at FIU. Black Bears almost stole this one. Whew. FIU ends up winning 14-12. Incarnate Word at UTEP. UTEP wins this one with their great throwbacks. I'd forgotten also that Zach Calzada was now at Incarnate Word. Seems a good yeah. place for him. Uh, the first time that I, I saw I was like, Zach Calzada, what? he's at Incarnate Word? Like, the only reason I found out is because he threw an interception. Uh, <laughs> the same. I'm like, oh god! Uh, so A and M Auburn, former A and M, former Auburn QB, now at Incarnate Word, throwing an interception to UTEP, and UTEP, sweet, sweet helmets. I don't know if you saw these. New Mexico State 58, Western Illinois 21. New Mexico State is back on track. Diego Pavia 15 for 19, 306, two TDs, feeling good. Then Idaho State at San Diego State. San Diego State wins this one, but Idaho State held them pretty close a lot of the game. Yeah, I I don't know how Idaho State stayed in this game because both teams were just like turning over the ball tremendously. It was ridiculous. I I really don't know how Idaho State stayed in this game. Idaho State was 1-11 last year. Mm -hmm. 1-11. And they kept forcing fumbles. Uh, Idaho State fumbles, interceptions. There was a lot of turnovers on, on both sides. The the main thing that we took out of this is that, you know, we follow Idaho State football. So thank you so much, Idaho State. They were tweeting from a Reddit stream yep. to post highlights, and then yeah. and then after that, when they got caught, they started posting like direct videos from like a YouTube or like, like a, a YouTube uh, TV. No, it was a Hulu account. It was Hulu. But, yes, but it for, was Hulu. forgot to move their mouse fast enough. Yes, so you could still see like the the pause and play things exactly. Um, just how I upload clips. I yep. did want to. I did want to say shout out. <laughs> uh, you know, they only lost by eight. Uh, Cody Hawkins, the head coach. That's right. Uh, Dan Hawkins' son is a head coach. Cody Hawkins, former Colorado QB, is a head coach of Idaho State. You know where Dan uh, Hawkins is, right? That's right. UC Davis. They play later in this year too. In conference. In conference. Father son. Father son later this year. That was also in the uh, the SCWTF man of the Big Sky preview. Uh, in our sicko Substack, uh, but they tried to get an onside kick since they made it within eight, like 30 seconds left. Uh, Dan Hawkins used his last two timeouts at the game when it wouldn't have mattered when San Diego state was trying to kneel. So that was a little bit of the clock commander of the week nominee. Then we have our battle for the real Mardi Gras. Tulane took all that Mardi Gras stuff pretty personally and absolutely handed it to South Alabama. <laughs> yeah. 
you you angered the entire New Orleans metro area or anybody from New Orleans. Uh, when you say you're the home of, of the real Mardi Gras or whatever, uh, you angered the entire city of New Orleans and, and Tulane kind of took it out on you uh, a little bit. 37-17. They took that personally. Uh, our, our friends at Fear the Wave blog, uh, uh, it said final Tulane 37, uh, South Alabama 17. Nice parade tonight by a crew defeat. Shout out there. Also, South Alabama uh, tweeted the final score, and it says, like, final, uh, 1737. The Fox News affiliate, Fox 8 out of New Orleans, replied to the South Alabama tweet, says, home of Mardi Gras. Like, just, just again, you got local news stations angry at you, Mobile, in South Alabama for putting that on your helmets. Also, shout out to the random Tulane fan that had the suit the on. That is. He had, like, a, a blue wig, a cape. Uh, a megaphone, just he's just amazing. To be angry wave. Yeah, yeah he's he's supposed to be. He's supposed <laughs> he to be is, angry wave. He is the bastard child of thing one, thing two, and freakazoid. Mm-hmm. And I killed the commission. Almost put up, I almost spit up my water. You almost made me choke. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. UC, UCLA twenty seven, Coastal Carolina thirteen. This was not great for coastal grayson mccall went 27 for 42 271 just not a great day uh i watched most of this game as it went on to the night and ucla took control as coastal just floundered utsa at houston was not the pointsy game like I, like we said it was gonna be pointsy it ended up being 17 14 and utsa gets screwed on a okay i'm gonna have to say this right because there was a bad spot at the end of this game that gave houston the win and kept UTSA from tying it up at the end. And there are a lot of opinions about this right now. Yeah. This just adds to the spiciness of this rivalry. I hope they keep playing this game. I really hope they do. This, I mean, this is like the I-10 rivalry game because it's like I-10, it, like three hours. And then in the middle of it is the original Bucky's. So, I mean, maybe the, the Battle of Bucky's. Let's do it where the original Bucky's is in, in Luling, Texas, where it originated. Just keep playing Houston. And UTSA keep doing it. I don't. I mean, both Jeff of you. Tra- Jeff Trailer was losing his shit at the end. Like Jeff Jeff Trailer was livid. So not on the right. sidelines. He was actually on the field by the like in oh. the ref face. Oh, like like he was out there where they were measuring. Like he oh was in God. the shit. In their face. I don't even know. I need meat, motherfucking meat. No. <laughs> he was furious. Which I know a bunch of Roadrunner fans because I I live in in Roadrunner land. Uh, furious at the spot there. And these two get together. It's a close game. It's a fierce uh, game. It's got the makings of really, 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 really good rivalry. Texas State 42, Baylor 31. Holy shit, Texas State. Yo. This was a good, this was, we we talked about GJ Kenny coming in from Incarnate Word, Texas State. I had been very high on this team for a while now. And this was... Wow, I I love this. I still don't know how how again, I don't know how this happened. I don't I don't know. So so you know so you know who Texas Texas State's quarterback was for this. That's right. This is TJ Finley. Uh, TJ Finley LSU. of Auburn and LSU. That's right. Maybe maybe the tiger wasn't the right type of cat for TJ Finley. He was more of a bobcat person. And so he goes in there, he throws 22 for 30, 300 yards, three TDs, one sack. 
this is going to be a real fucking spicy team this year. And I am all about it. <laughs> I like spicy Texas State. I want this. And they play UTSA next week. So uh, stay oh, tuned. It's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be. Ooh. About about forty miles of highway is going to be a fucking so bloodbath. Right. Also, there's a Bucky's in between them too. So yeah, that's right. Wait, that Bucky's that Bucky's is New Braunfels, right? That's right. So San Marcos, okay. like New Braunfels, and then San Antonio, Bucky's right in the middle. Uh, I think there was a proposed rivalry trophy for Texas State and uh, UTSA. It was an HEB shopping cart. <laughs> I like that. But uh, a golden HEB shopping cart. I think somebody did that on the UTSA boards in. If that hasn't happened, can we make it happen, please? Oregon State, this is today. Oregon State 42, San Jose State 17. Dean J. Uyangalele, 20 for 25, 240 yards, three TDs. You know what? He's enjoying his West Coast life already, and I love it. Yeah, I was wrong about the geographical (laughs) cure not being right for him. Good for him. Good. I mean, Oregon State looked great. Um, And, you know, how many points did uh, that San Jose State got like a garbage touchdown with like, Four seconds left, I think. And how many points did did uh, San Jose State score against USC? Twenty eight, right? Yeah, more than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now it's like, hmm, maybe Oregon State's got a better defense than USC. I would think that yeah. that, that probably is the case. Yeah, I would. I would probably say that. I just had the realization that Colorado USC is probably going to be really, really dumb. Oh, oh my god! No. If oh, oh boy, oh so dumb. It's going to be great. I can't wait for that. That'll be a lot of Ohio yeah. State. A few Indiana, fewer than that. This game just felt like it never got out of first year. And it's hard to even like describe how it went. Only thing we did know is that we did find out finally who Indiana's kicker is. We did. We did finally find out who Indiana's kicker is. I just want to note for the first week thing, Iowa scored more points than Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This, this particular game was causing a great deal of excitement in in the Penn State tailgate that I was hanging out at, thanks to uh, plaintechsports.com, the only scoreboard I could possibly load in the Happy Valley, self, yeah. <laughs> in Happy Valley with 150 of my uh, 50,000 of my f- closest friends. But everyone was very excited until my phone finally updated about an hour later. <laughs> so Beaver Stadium has poor cell reception too? Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, how long did it take me to send you that squirrel video? Oh, forever. Yeah. Forever. They all came, they like all came through. Dis- yeah, for, for a while, the only thing Beth could access was the Discord. And so we were getting, you know, play by play. It updates. wasn't even the Discord. It was I could only our, access our, DM. our chat. <laughs> it was just our DM. Today's brunch Rutgers 24, Northwestern 7. Northwestern's going to be bad, bad this year. And Rutgers. Rutgers just like ran him over. There was a very impressive catch during this game. It was like the only thing I saw, but it was it was up there with the one from the Minnesota game. Yeah, th- that was Rutgers opening touchdown. And that was an amazing toe tap again for Rutgers. That was Ian uh, Strong. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was an amazing catch, which we had a ton. Texas State had one. I, I can't remember his name, like one handed over the shoulder, which was amazing uh, in that game against Baylor too. But so many great catches this weekend. Uh, Northwestern got the sad TD at the end to avoid the shutout. Uh, North Rutgers was trying to a goal line stand to to maintain the shutout. So that was kind of like the only drama in the game. Will Northwestern score points or not? And they did. Uh, they didn't even bother to go for two. They didn't even try an onside kick after that. So... Yeah, that happened. 24-7 Rutgers. We also want to shout out to the VMI Key Debts. 
BMIQ Nets are traditionally not a great team. <laughs> Let's no. be real honest here. They were 1-11 last year. They beat Davidson. Uh, they were down 7-6. The Key Nets drove down the field, and they got a touchdown to go to win 12-7. So the Key Nets matched their win total for last year in the first week of the season. So shout out to the Key Nets. That is playoff participant Davidson, by the way. That's Davidson right. was in the playoffs last year. Ooh, that's and, right. And the Key so Nets took them. That's a big win for the key debts. So big first win for the new key debts head coach too. I need to hear some uh, predictions of Clemson Duke. All right. What's our final score y'all Clemson Duke. It's at Duke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got to add so. that three point home field advantage. Yeah, the, Right. Which is what makes it 11 to two Duke. <laughs> <laughs> 11 to Duke. So yeah, like we're, it. we're not trying to get these correct by the way. So we want to be the, the most. Popular. Oh, Oh, okay. Oh, then 12-2, dude. 12-2. <laughs> Clemson is favored by 13, according to what I can see on ESPN. Clemson oh, this is ranked is, 9. This uh, is going to be like, no, this is going to be silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, this okay. is this is this is going to be fourteen to ten. Uh, Clemson. We need something okay. to fill the silliness quota that LSU FSU kind of stopped filling after the first half ended. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm spicy. Take Duke twenty four, Clemson twenty one. Something really really stupid happens. Okay. Again, great. Um. I'm just going for weird numbers here. So I'll just do this. Uh, I'm going to say 25 to 19. Clemson wins. And it's on a block punt. They went on a block punt return. Uh, it would be 1918. And then Clemson blocks a punt and, and gets a touchdown to win 25 19. Totally wrong. But hey, it's great. I want to give a shout out to the safety alerts of the week. We had so many. We didn't have any in week zero. We we had a plethora of safety. So here we go. Safety alert to the week. I'm just going to read them off as fast as possible. Uh, shout out to Indiana State, the sicko Moors, uh, snapping the punt out of the end zone. So that, that was, sorry, Indiana State. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Lyndon Wood, who defeated the team that they were playing to 73-2 to two because like of that, this. Yeah. West, mm-hmm. uh, Wisconsin Stevens Point, I think what it was. Yep, go Pointers. Uh, that's right. They uh, This was at the 45-yard line, their own 45-yard line, where they had the punt, and the punter snapped it so far off the punter's head, it went back into the end zone, and the punter had no choice but to uh, kick it out of the end zone. And that's Wisconsin Stevens' point, <laughs> their only points of the game. Uh, shout out to that one. And that is probably the sicko safety alert of the week there. Um, Howard's punter uh, had a punter go through his hands and just, like, it, like right in his hands, just straight through his hands and went right out the back of the end zone, giving Eastern Michigan a safety. Uh, Vandy blocked a punt, uh, an Alabama A&M punt, and it, it bounced out of the end zone for a safety. Uh, ODU, uh, shout out to ODU. Um, they, they had a snap over the head of their punter from the 20-yard line that went out of the end zone. Uh, they they uh, were unable to defeat Virginia Tech uh, because, you know, whoever was home in this game, wins the game apparently um and then also uh shout out again to idaho state uh snapping over the head of their punter uh which which led to the the weirdness score there uh in in snapdragon stadium so that's all of your safety alerts of the week well folks i think we got this one done did we hit clock commander I mean, I'm gonna oh give it. To Virgi- I'm gonna give it to Virginia State. Like, okay, yeah. hold on, hold on. Let's let's go. So, there's clock commander of the week. We had three nominees. We had the Virginia State coach who did not decide to take a safety. 
Uh, we had the Malone Stadium scoreboard that didn't work until uh, the, the midway through the second, second quarter. That was nominated by some folks in our Discord. Join it, join us. It's it's a lot of fun in there. Uh, and then also Cody Hawkins for taking those two timeouts that didn't matter at, at all and just made me stay up later than what I had to. So this is this is Virginia State's Virginia State. It's got to it's got to be. It, it, they they yeah. won it, but they just still take, get this. Just take the safety. <laughs> Yeah, we would have had another safety alert. Yeah, it it even counts as as clock commanding because it left a second on. Like generally, we think about clock commanders mm-hmm. in terms of stupid use of timeouts. I like the I appreciate the expansion of what it means to be a clock commander here. Yeah, sorry. I I I want to throw like one quick shout out out to my beloved Teal Tomcats, um, who were not able to score any points this weekend, but we are still hopeful that perhaps that elusive first home win since 2016 might be forthcoming, or even the first winning season since I attended back in 2005. Well, folks, that is how we finish week one. Well, I guess we decide to do Clemson, and we'll see you in a couple of days. Get ready for week two. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. 